Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp, Managing Editor, FightfulWrestling.com. Talking about New Year Dash today, if you all missed it. Myself and Warren Hayes have a full Wrestle Kingdom 13 wrap-up. All the news was covered out of, uh, out of Wrestle Kingdom. And there's going to be a ton more news dropping in the coming days, weeks, months. Of, of course, months. But in the coming days and weeks especially, we're going to get a lot more news. Uh, there was this New Year Dash show. It is... In a way, the Raw after WrestleMania for Japan, although it'll remain to be seen how well that remains because of the two-day Wrestle Kingdom that's going to happen next year, presumably. So lots of questions surrounding uh, that, that show moving forward, this show moving forward, where people go. On this show, no Kenny Omega. There's no Marty Skrull. There's no Cody. There's no Bucks. Those guys weren't there. Uh, a lot of people who were on Wrestle Kingdom 13 and who have question marks surrounding them were not on this show. So there are still some more questions in that regard. Uh, no Chris Jericho, obviously. It seems like uh, he isn't in their immediate plans. But a lot of American talent who had really helped prop up New Japan, at least from for a Western audience, not there. No Kota Ibushi. So we'll see how all that goes down. Uh, New Year Dash, I thought, was a little bit, I don't want to say underwhelming, but compared to recent years, it was. I have my match ratings up on Fightful.com right now. Go check it out. Make sure you look at the rating guide before you uh, bitch about it. (laughs) I have a different one. It's not based on stars. It's not based on – it's based on what I base it on. So check it out. Leave your own. I I would love to hear uh, you guys offer up your thoughts on – what you how you thought these matches were for Wrestle Kingdom and for New Year Dash. So let's go ahead and get into this. Six man tag Rapongi 3K defeated Killer Elite Squad and Azuka. Man, I thought I was done with Azuka. I thought I was done. I always think I'm done with him. Then there he is coming back onto my TV screen or monitor or whatever the hell however the hell he gets back. He Azuka finds a way to get back. Never never been a fan of his work. We have Killer Elite Squad kind of hilariously attacking lions on their way out. They are so obnoxious in that way that it, it, that it's comical. <laughs> Romero gets stopped at, at, in his tracks as he's trying to hit his clotheslines on Davey and Hoyt. Hoyt removes the Azuka's uh, surgical mask, and he does his thing. This match, while not amazing by any means, is a nice indication of why I think the tag team should be combined. However, when... 
you have two nights of Wrestle Kingdom, presumably. I want to say presumably, because you never know how, how they will change things or affect things. They're going to need to load those shows up. I suspect, and it's pure speculation, that instead of one four-and-a-half-hour show or one five-hour show, like we saw a lot of time cut from Wrestle Kingdom. I think we're going to see two four-hour shows or two three-and-a-half-hour shows next year. That way everybody can get on the two shows and everybody gets time. And I don't think that they will contract. As much as people say that they want these tag team divisions integrated, I don't think that we'll see that because they need as many attractions on these two shows as they can. Davy Boy hits a great second rope power slam, but uh, Show breaks up the pin. Yo also gets out of a killer bomb, and our uh, Rapongi 3K take over. Uh, Davy Boy does a really great double Northern Light suplex that uh, gets him to tag out, although he was in the wrong corner. And Izuko, Izuka gets uh, rolled up and pinned, and Rapongi 3K make a literal dash out of the ring. I like this because it. Izuka can handle to take this pin. It's not hurting Izuka. Izuka could lose 200 times in a row. He's going to be all right. Whatever. Izuka is who he is. It didn't hurt Killer Elite Squad. And Rapongi 3K, it does help them after they were unsuccessful in capturing the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team titles at Wrestle Kingdom. So I like that. It, it makes sense to give them the win. Also, it, it always makes a Junior Heavyweight team look good when they do beat a heavyweight team, even if it is. Izuka, I mean, Takashi Izuka is nothing special in that regard. So, match was decent. A little, little bit. It was nothing on this show outside of maybe one. I think one match hit a six out of ten, maybe two. It was just, it is what it was. Chase Owens and Yujiro Takahashi defeated Toa Hanare and Tomoyaki Hanma. Takashi and Chase still wearing that Bullet Club gear throughout everything. Some really basic work in this one, controlled by Owens and Takahashi. Hiatar gets a slap at some point. I do like the story of Hanare taking any kind of match that he can in an effort to prove himself. I think that's good. Uh, it's what he does. He can f- slide in and, and fit into a ton of roles just under the guise of proving himself. Hanma misses a headbutt and gets Fisherman suplexed by Takahashi. Hanare in and helicopters Owens. Not that way, you sickos. Uh, into Takahashi. Owens has a nice roll into the ankle lock, though. A package pile driver from Owens gets the win. I don't get it, man. Uh, uh, it's a, it's all right. Had no real flow, no real heat. The story in the ring seemed to conflict with the one that they were telling on commentary. I'd still like to see Chase Owens as a full on New Japan guy. Man, just try to lean out a bit. It's not me criticizing his in-ring work, but you could tell he was he was breathing heavy after this one. Juice Robinson and David Finley defeated Best Friends via DQ. Uh, Beretta had challenged Juice Robinson after his win at Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, To kind of set the stage there, Beretta was supposed to face Cody at one point for this title, but Cody had a knee injury. So Beretta faced Juice Robinson instead. Juice beat him. Juice got the title shot. Juice won the title. I think Finley's affiliation with Juice is making him a little more colorful, which he needed. Rocky Romero joins commentary. He is great on commentary. I really love him in that role. He's cunning and smart and witty and funny and doesn't bury anything and is able to poke fun at himself. He's very, very, very good. Finley is on fire, and Chucky takes a hike to toss out hugs. 
Finley uh, and Juice mock them by hugging, but then Finley rejects a kiss from Juice. Best friends don't take kindly and throw these two guys into the guardrail. There's some back and forth that leads to Beretta and Juice squaring off and Beretta getting a really nice half-and-half suplex. Can't get the dude buster, though. Uh, Juice lands a shotgun knee on Juice and tags to Finley, who comes in with an Irish curse backbreaker. Then Chucky just snaps, and it's something that commentary had sort of warned us about, was that Chucky would go off, and he did. And Beretta's not happy about it. Chucky costs him a math, costs him money, in a sense. After he beats Finley with a chair, that's a wrap. And then Chucky throws a chair into Juice's face, and Beretta, despite challenging Juice, isn't happy about it. Chucky goes back in and hits a snap pile driver on Finley onto a chair. So you have Finley and Chucky. They're, they're going to end up facing each other soon enough. You have uh, Beretta and Juice Robinson, likely your next U.S. title program. And with the announcement of several U.S. shows, I would probably put that on one of those shows. I know they have big shows coming up, but, man, if you're going to run Nashville and you're going to run all these places, I don't think you can go there with, Kojima and Nagata. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I, I don't have my finger on the pulse of the Nashville market, but I know when I when I heard the rumors that those would be the two names that they're building those shows around, I thought, I'm not going to that. I'm not going to go cover those. If it has Beretta and Juice on it, will I? Probably not, but maybe somebody will. And the U.S. title should be defended in the U.S. as well. I mean, that's kind of why you establish that title and you have that title is to help expand your Western market. That way, when you have this, you have two crews working, you can throw the U.S. title, one of your 250 titles you have on this show, over there. You can throw the British Heavyweight Championship, which is a Rev Pro title, and say, yeah, we defend this in New Japan all the time. So you you have that connection as well. It it becomes more global. Will Ospreay, Tomohiro Ishii, Hiroki Goto defeated Kushida. Jeff Cobb and Yuji Nagata, this was match of the night. And even... Even though it was match of the night, I had a few problems with it. Will Ospreay and Kushida go at it. I loved the explanation on commentary of Will Ospreay saying, yeah, people tell me that I need to change up my style to extend my career. I'm going to do that, but as a result, I'm going to shorten a lot of other people's. That was a really nice touch. I like that. Goto, Ishii, and Ospreay target Kushida. And Osprey finishes off that that beatdown with a standing star press. Kushida gets right in Ishii's face, and it doesn't work out great for him. He'd be putting a Boston Crab, which starts the Nagata Ishii situation, where it looks like where we're going next. Nagata breaks up the Boston Crab by kicking Ishii in the back of the head. Ishii goes after him, headbutts him off the apron. Kushida is still getting his ass kicked several minutes in with no one to tag. That changes when Nagata comes in and gives Ishii the receipt for the headbutt in the form of kicks. Now, it might shock you to learn that Ishii and Nagata get pissed off at each other and mean mug one another. Throw some forearms that they don't really sell, but they go back and forth, back and forth. This is this is my my bag on these types of brawls and this type of Situation. I've seen this out of Ishii a billion times. I don't need to see it again, or at least I don't need to see it this soon after. Will Nagata and Ishii have some good matches? Yeah, I'm sure they'll have some pretty good matches, but I've seen this 250 times, and that's probably an understatement. Uh, Osprey breaks up the arm bar that Nagata has on Ishii, and he gets welcomed with a Nagata exploder suplex as well. 
Goto and Cobb are in, but only serve to take each other out. Osprey takes over, and as he's about to hit this nice os cutter on Kushida, Cobb pushes Kushida out of the way, catches <laughs> catches Osprey, and does the athletic plex to him. Kushida then eats a stunner anyway, and there's this great assisting corkscrew. Like Ishii gets down, and Osprey does <laughs> this corkscrew senton, and like no matter how many times I see that out of out of Ishii. I'll pop a little bit from it because it's like it's like Suzuki bumping off of an ass to his face. I'll think it's kind of funny and entertaining and cute to see it. <laughs> uh, Osprey gets the win with a Stormbreaker. This was fun. This was a good match. Ishii go at it. Uh, goes at it with Nagata. Uh, one of the issues that I had with this match was Nagata, who had pounded Ishii out so much that Ishii was flat on his back, wasn't moving. He didn't pin there. Instead, he went for a an armbar, and I'm like, man, why didn't you just pin there? It, the match still overcame that issue for me, and I thought this was a lot of fun. This was just really, really good, entertaining stuff. I would like to see Osprey, Ishii, and Godo in that six man tag picture at some point as well. Apologies for the technical issue there. Uh, speaking of the six-man tag team championships, I didn't think there was any way Makabe Taguchi and Toru Yano was going to uh, <laughs> were going to win these out of the Bullet Club, especially Gorilla's Destiny and Ishimori, who I mean Tongaloa is ridiculously protected. Tamatanga has a gimmick that is working very well, and Ishimori is. He's going to be the new ace of the junior heavyweight division. That's just how it's going to be. So I didn't think they were going to take these titles off these guys. Yano gets his ass kicked pretty thoroughly and trolled by Bullet Club. A great spot in this match is Tamatanga refusing to send Yano into the exposed turnbuckle. Instead, sends him into the protected one. (laughs) And... When <laughs> I love Tonga Loa's reaction to this, he's like, "Really, you're gonna do that?" It's it's it, the crowd loves it. The crowd is there for good guy Tama Tonga, but the crowd also loves it when Toroyano throws Tonga Loa or Tama Tonga into the exposed steel. Romero suggests this is all a ploy to sell Bullet Club block party tickets. Good stuff. Taguchi comes in, asses to faces all day. Uh, Ghetto cracks Taguchi, or Jado cracks Taguchi with a kendo stick, but Taguchi still has Ishimori in an ankle lock. I'm not sure why Ishimori would handspring into a kick here, but it works. Makabe has really slowed down of late. Like he was plodding in this match. Uh, he battles with Tongaloa. Yano jabs Tongaloa with a chair, but Ishimori pulls the ref out for a, for a pin. Don't know why that's not a DQ, but is what it is. Uh, Jado gets taken out by Yano Makabe, double clotheslines G.O.D. Then Takahashi and Chase Owens make the save. Owens uh, gets a package pile driver on Makabe. Loa follows up with Ape Shit, which is, uh, for those unfamiliar, is the old Rikishi driver for the win. Uh, myself and Warren talked about this. Warren said that this was going to happen tonight. I thought that 
Maybe it could have happened last night, but this was a good move. Otherwise, what are Chase Owens and Takashi going to do? They are there to take the pins for Bullet Club to keep the other guys strong. Chase Owens physically hasn't shown an ambition to do anything else, but this, it seems like a comfortable role for him. Uh, He got a pin tonight. He got a pin... I think he did did well last night. I don't know he he was managing last night, but yeah, I, I think it's the right move to make. You, you had to go there. You had to make sense of this. And with all the elite guys leaving, that's fine. The only question is, okay, these guys got the shit beat out of them in San Francisco. So that's questionable. But good guy Tomatonga is all too happy to make this work because he's the good guy now. A smart move, a good move, it needed to happen like this. It was an average match at best. Pushed up some storyline progression. Needs needs to go on. Suzuki Goon defeated Lij. This this went on way too long. Taichi immediately crashes Naito's head with a chair, and I let out a groan. I was like, "Oh, Taichi and Naito. Naito, fine. I am not a big Taichi guy. Wasn't even on Wrestle Kingdom last night." Not my guy is Taichi. And in this spot with Naito, it's like, I guess Naito had to work with somebody. You got White and you got White and Tanahashi. You can't, I don't know if you can, you can't go back to Naito and Okada right now. So this wasn't a match early. It was a big brawl. Suzuki Goon were beating ass. There, there's a count for some reason. I'm thinking, how can this match even exist at this point with all these chairs? It does. Amazing spot as Suzuki and Sabre go double banana split on Bushi. This should have been the end of the match. Right here, it should have been the end of the match. And then there should have been a more sustained beatdown on Naito afterwards. Ref trying to maintain control, but I think the heat here would have been better with a quick win. Bushi fights back. There is a match. He and Sonata are the only two good to go at this point. Sonata manages to apply a paradise lock on Desperado, but Suzuki baits him into an armbar. Zack Sabre Jr. has this nice standing guard double wrist lock, but gets suplexed out of it uh, by Evil. Naito is back, and along with LIJ, he puts the pain on Taichi, but Taichi comes back with an axe bomber, real slow one. Uh, Naito doesn't, uh, doesn't get pinned with it. Taichi takes forever distracting the ref. He distracts the ref, gets Taka to toss in the title, and then he measures Naito. And this didn't exactly increase my confidence in this program. When you have Tai Chi measuring Naito for over 20 seconds with the belt, like sit around and count out 20. I know it sounds like, oh, it's not that long. The ref, notoriously terrible refs in New Japan to begin with. And this ref has to bury himself for 30 seconds while Tai Chi just sits there. Yeah, I'm going to hit him with the title. Yeah, I'm waiting for him. Yeah, I'm waiting for him. Hit him in the back with it. Do something. Make it happen. Say, get up, asshole. Do something. Hits him with the title belt. Black Mephisto gets the pin. Another Suzuki Goon beat down after the match. Yeah, okay. You had a, a lot of these guys that, I mean, Taichi wasn't on the show. Suzuki was on the on the prelims. Zack Sabre Jr. is the only one who came out of last night looking really strong. So you had to make them strong again. 
I think it's a good move. Of course, we're going to Taichi and Naito IC title. I, I don't see in Taichi what they do. Bullet Club's combination of Jay White, Ghetto, and Bad Luck Fale defeated the returning Yoshihashi, Hiroshi Tanahashi, and Kazuchika Okada. Now, a couple things. They didn't announce the card until they went on the air. A lot of these guys don't find out until like an hour before. This was Yoshihashi's return. He had been out of action since September. This got a great pop. And seeing Okada and Tanahashi on the same side of the ring is still surreal to me. I look at these two together, and I know New Japan doesn't give a a damn about the about the tag team division. But if they ever do, and they think, you know what, we got Naito, we got Jay White, we got maybe some of these all elite guys that are at the top of the card. Maybe Taichi works out for them the way that they want. You got a number of guys at the top. They think, let's put some juice into this tag team division. You want to know how to do it? Let's team up Tanahashi and Okada and do a Mega Powers. Like, when you keep two guys so far away for so long, and then you put them on the same side of the ring, and they just have this good chemistry, this after that competitive chemistry for so long, ooh, it works. And I see them, and I'm like, you really need to develop a force in that tag team division, a real heavy top force. And then eventually have these two guys go after them and have a sustained program because that is a draw. That is a good way to draw below the card. I loved their chemistry together. Yoshi Yoshihashi gets his ass whipped for a while until Okada tags in and takes out Ghetto to a great reaction. Then Okada takes a page out of Tanahashi's book with the dragon screw leg whip, and Tanahashi like gives him the thumbs up, which I thought was just amazing. Yoshihashi gets worked over more until White uses. The freak accident. He uses the, the the move that Lars Sullivan's been doing. It's called a Uranagi and a Saito suplex on commentary. It's neither. That's that's what it is. It's a freak accident. Hashi does this uh, release fisherman suplex. He has he has a guy up. Uh, he has Jay White up in the fisherman suplex hold. Then he reaches around the body and drops him back. It, it is a release fisherman suplex. Everybody bought it as a finish. I did too, which would have been big on Jay White, but you got to keep White strong here, and they did. Cobra cut, Clutch Suplex and a Blade Runner for the win. We have a Making a Finisher feature. Just go in, uh, go to Fightful.com, type in a Making a Finisher, Jay White, and check out the fantastic uh, feature that I have up on that where he talks about Blade Runner and Sharp Sensations. This big Jay White push continues. I think he is in the right spot. He challenges Tanahashi. Bullet Club beats down Tanahashi and Okada. So we don't know quite where Okada is going from here, or at least I haven't yet because I haven't watched the, the, any of the post-match stuff. I like White and Tanahashi up next. I think that's a good move. Taichi and Naito, I don't. Beretta and Juice, sure. It is a real low, low, low card thing. Mr. Warren Hay says, Jay White killing Yoshihashi's return makes him the worst person ever. I, yeah, you're right. That pop that Yoshihashi got at, at the beginning of the night, people were thrilled to see him. And Jay White is a true son of a bitch, man, and he's going above and beyond to be that true son of a bitch. I really I, I like that. So you didn't have a lot of the big turns and a lot of the big stuff. You had some of the challenges, which you'll see on a, on a New Year Dash show, but 
it, it did it was a little underwhelming in comparison to some of the the previous years that that I've seen. But I, I like I like this show. It was a fine show. It was under three hours, easy to digest. If if you all like want to only see the stuff that that really really matters, the juice and Finley setting up uh, the Beretta juice match. You have the Osprey Ishii and Goto match, which was good, but you're setting up Ishii and Nagata there. You have the the title match that arguably meant something because we we put some stock back in Bullet Club and the two last matches because you're setting stuff up in the future. Good stuff. Altogether, uh, Jonathan Moss says that tomorrow Zack Sabre Jr. is facing Pac, Osprey versus Chris Brooks. Great RPW card. Yes. Yes, it is. There's going to be a bidding war for Pac. There is going to be a bidding war for Pac. And it would not shock me to see people that have already employed him trying to get involved, too. It is the best time to be a free agent. The meeting this week will be very telling. Like I said, there was no Cody. There was no Brandy. There were no Young Bucks. There was no Skrull. There was no Hangman Page. There was no Kenny Omega. There was no Chris Jericho on this show. Eight big names right there. Guys, if you all like this show, check out FightfulSelect.com. That is the most uh, direct way to support us as an independent wrestling website. We do not have a big corporation backing us. We don't have 20 years of SEO power. We do not reply, re- rely on clickbait to, to get your your uh, views. We don't post two article or two line articles. Uh, we, we don't do that. We, we like to give you all articles with substance over on Fightful Select. We have the Fightful Select weekender, which has non WWE stuff, tons of it. I mean, tons of it. We have Mr. Warren Hayes's 205 live and NXT review podcast. We also have the NXT UK review podcast with him. And every week I do the Fightful Report podcast where I give you all exclusive news contract info, injury updates, lots of cool stuff. That is our flagship show over there. We have a retro review going up tomorrow, Royal Rumble 1988. Hope you guys like this show. Leave us a thumbs up on this video. Subscribe. Most importantly, let people know about it. If you retweet our stories, if you share them on Facebook, I cannot tell you how far that goes. Every retweet is puts us in front of hundreds of more eyes. That is so important to us. Thank you all so much. Until next time, we're out.